What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Power Rankings, guys. Power ranking anything and everything Survivor Michigan. I'm Paul. I'm here as always with Joe. Hello. <laughs> and man, we are ready to go again. What is going on on Survivor Michigan? Did we have we wronged the Survivor Michigan gods at some point? I'm some, very confused. Somewhere we have taken a left turn that we were not meant to take. Was it because we said we didn't like bobbing for apples? I mean, I what that maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened. Um, is is the ghost of Tom haunting the game? Perhaps. Mm. Um, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I'm hurt though. I am too. This these last couple of weeks have been rough. Yes, and it was. I I don't know. It it was. I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked. And I was like, I don't know what to do with my rankings now. Aliza I totally has agree. Been literally number one almost every week, and I didn't know what to do. It was very sad. Yeah, um, it, it was just crazy to see her go. And, and the, I think the hardest um, thing for me was trying to, like, rank and not be mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to rank some of you. But some of you I um, some of you I am not fond of right now. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. And there's there's someone there's one person in particular I'm interested in seeing where you rank them. Um, cause I put them in a spot and I was like, I could easily bump them up a couple. Um, but I don't know, obviously we'll get into that, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I, it, I, I don't even know what to say. Cause it's like, I figured Aliza would be in the game until, I don't know, final five, final four, like easily. Yeah. She had an I idol totally in her agree. pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was just as things started to unfold, it was just like, oh no, like, but also too, and I just rewatched it before we started this, like, and I'm sure we'll talk about Matthew when we get to the returners, but yeah, I feel like unfortunately, Aliza and Matthew just didn't play it correctly, and and I think they, Katie was so desperate to to find people and, um. And, you know, we, well, I'm sure we'll talk about her in a couple minutes. But uh, I don't know. I just think things could have played a little bit differently. And I think especially on a tribe of just five people, like there's not a lot of, you know, not too many options. So it's like guarantee your safety over worrying about, you know, possibly making one person mad. I don't know. It was, I totally agree. I I hate to say it because we're talking about two of the all-time greats, mm-hmm. but it was just not a super well-played week. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Aliza will have a lot to say on keep your torch lit next week. And I'm right. sure that we will get some explanations for that because on the outside, it's like, why, why not just say, yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Right. And what, what I thought about too is like they, you know, they made the decision to take out um, Camilla before Katie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
you you now need to focus on that that you know you it was between two people you got rid of one but like you need to focus on that person who's left yeah so if you're not showing any signs of wanting to work with them um of course they're going to look for other avenues and again it's only a five-person tribe there's not a lot of room to to around there so it's like you know like i said before you know katie i think she went to matthew and eliza first to try Mm -hmm. to take out dale i think is who she maybe pitched or even jackson too she might have mentioned both so it was like that was the opportunity just like you said say that you're good say that you'll do that then take the rest of the week to really figure out what you want to do but i feel like she just didn't get a, a solid response or answer or didn't feel good about that i mean as we saw in the episode i think katie went to jackson like an hour or two before and dale too like right before tribal because she was like yeah, I guess I'll talk to him to be nice. And then it turned into this huge plan. So, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting how it went down. And I, it, yeah, it's, it's tough saying that it kind of was falls on the shoulders of Elisa and Matthew, but it kind of does. I know it's crazy. I can't believe we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really bananas, but like we've been saying, it makes our job tough and, mm-hmm. uh, sends us into the merge really very up in the air as Mm -hmm. far as who's with who, where this is going, where the balance of power is going to shake out in the next couple weeks. Because we have not really seen, I mean, really, we had the one seven to one vote on Tokidoki and then the first two votes on El Norte. So the first three tribal councils. And then since then, it's just been insanity yeah one two three Mm -hmm. so i'm excited to dive in um let's start as always with the new players and number five who do you have at number five this week so i have katie i do too yay oh perfect so as i mentioned before i was i was considering putting her higher um, well, I was like, first of all, she's on the list 100% mm-hmm. because we saw um, her really play this week. She was in a tough spot, and I think she really did a lot of things well. Yes. Um, she got a new haircut. <laughs> like The whole thing, it was like this brand new Katie has emerged, which I loved. And I think she really played things well. I know I kind of touched on it before, but it was like, you know, she went to Matthew and Eliza to try to make something happen. And they were kind of wishy-washy. And I don't know if they ever gave her, you know, a complete answer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in like the 11th hour, she goes to Jackson and then Dale and is like, we got to get the returners out. And she got them to flip yeah. um, on their alliance. And not only that, she got them to also, you know, so mostly directly, but kind of indirectly flip on Matthew, who the three of the guys were super close. So it's like, I gave her a lot of props for being able to do that. The reason why I had her at five is like, I don't know what she does from here. Like, yeah, she strengthened her relationship with Jackson and Dale, but I don't know how far that's going to take her because obviously all eyes are going to be on them for what happened. So, so I wanted to put her higher, but I'm like, I'm going to put her at five. Like she did, she did really well this week. I'm just not sure where she goes from here. I fully agree. And I did the same thing. I definitely wanted to give her props because she was in a really terrible position and she played her way out of it. 
mm-hmm. which is always something that's very difficult to do. It's something we gave Jack a lot of credit for a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that we were giving Katie her due as well. It's just it, the where does she go from here, I think, is a 50 50 because I think she's mm-hmm. in that spot where she could be an easy merge boot. I hate to say that. Mm. Um, but also, if she, you know, if Jackson and Dale don't seem to have necessarily a ton of options, I think they may have lost an option this week in Matthew. Right. And so maybe she is more valuable to them. And, you know, anytime you can survive two weeks on the bottom, both, I think you deserve a ton of credit. So I gave Katie that credit as well. Yeah. And I think too, um, like you said, she could be the first merge boot or people will be looking more at Jackson and Dale flipping and their targets get bigger. So she could slide through a couple rounds. So I think like, you know, it'll be very interesting to see what she does at the merge, if she connects with other people. Um, So yeah, it's kind of like she had to be on the list for what she did. And it's kind of like, you know, we have our eyes on her to see how she moves forward. Totally agree. Cool. All right. In number four. Who do you have? You go first. I have Shannon. Okay. Interesting. I have Jackson. Okay. Oh, you bumped him way down. I did. Um, Oh, this is going to be an interesting conversation for sure that. (laughs) And yeah. So you go first. Why Shannon? All right. Is Shannon on your list this week or no? She is. She is. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, um, I like Shannon's game. Actually. I, I had her five last week and I wanted to bump her up one this week because I think she's doing exactly what she should be doing in this situation, Mm -hmm. which is just kind of getting her ducks in a row. Yes. Um, I think she's kind of, uh, we saw her meeting with Aliza, which obviously isn't going to pan out, but I like the thought of that. Like, I like that she is exploring options. I like that she's kind of looking into like, ah, maybe I'll go here. Maybe I'll go there, especially Mm -hmm. in the merge. And in a merge like this, where, like we said, we don't have any idea how it's going to shake out. It's good to kind of have um, like, fail safes and things you can kind of fall back on and kind of, well, if it goes this way, well, if it goes that way, no matter how it shakes out, I feel like Shannon has the potential to be in a good position. Mm -hmm. Um, She is still like, I think she's one of those people. I think she's funny. Yeah. I think her calling herself the funniest person in the game and Jackson, (laughs) the second funniest was hilarious. Cause I don't think that's been our perception of her at all or sort of the viewer perception, but I I like it. I like that she's sort of kind of that bold person in the game. Um, I would like to see a little bit, because I think the her and Cat and Ivy thing could be valuable, Mm -hmm. but she just seems to hate them (laughs) so much. (laughs) And so I'm like, uh, like, I don't think an alliance of people you have that much hatred for vitriol is ever really gonna work long term yeah that's interesting um no i agree i had her at number two though oh okay which is very funny because i have jackson at number two (laughs) i feel like i always i feel like the last couple weeks i've always put jackson in like not the best like 
if he should be higher and I put him lower, he should be lower, but I put him higher. But anyway, (laughs) he knows that we love him. But um, I was kind of mad. So I felt like this was a really strong Shannon episode Mm -hmm. um, that I noticed. So I'm like, well, this could be either a really good thing or a really bad thing because we've seen that in the past and then that person could go next, which I hope doesn't happen. But I feel like besides, like, yeah, she doesn't like a lot of people in the game. But I don't think she's really letting a lot of people know that. Like, she's letting us That's know true. that through yeah. her confessionals. But I don't think many people know that in the game. So I think that's good. And honestly, I think she's she might be one of the best connected people. And I was mm. trying – I was walking around my apartment trying to map it out because it's like she's sort of like – gained a little bit of trust or you know connected a little bit more with ivy and and cat even though she's not a big fan of them and then of course ivy is connected to nate so even though shannon doesn't like nate if she's semi working with ivy then by some transit of property she's also working with nate and then um she meets with jack in this episode and wants to establish something with him she also meets with megan and 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 they bond so that's Mm -hmm. more connections and then on the other side she met with Elisa. obviously that's not going to happen but she still has that strong connection with dale so if you're connected with dale you're also connected with jackson and then she's also got a connection with matthew so i think I feel like she's got a lot of connections and she has a lot of options. And like you were saying, putting her ducks in a row, I think um, she could go a lot of different ways. And I feel like she could also maybe not control every like side connection, but I think she'd have a little bit of power um, depending on where she wanted to go. Um, So I'm very intrigued, as I say about every person, but I'm really intrigued to see what happens we're well yeah it's gonna we're definitely getting emerged next or mm-hmm. two weeks or next week because today's tuesday tomorrow's wednesday we're getting an episode in the next week but yes um, <laughs> sorry uh but uh so yeah i don't know i think in that aspect i think she has a lot of options and i think with the dale jackson and matthew three kind of breaking up uh, you would assume um, and we saw Matthew and, and Shannon meeting in the next episode. Like, I think, you know, either like Jackson and Dale could, could go to her and Matthew could go to her and she could almost work them separately, but to help her. So I don't know. I feel like her connections just really like blossomed in this episode. Um, so that's why I had her at number two. I think she's actually set up really well. I, I think, I think that, I think you make a lot of really great points and I am, now after this conversation, even more excited to keep my eye on Shannon next week and say <laughs> she could really, she could really seize control of mm-hmm. this post merge if she if she has the game to do it. So right. I, I I think that yeah I, this could be good. So I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk Jackson. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like every I I don't know. Like, I have him at number four, like I said. Mm -hmm. Um, In some ways, I like the move to, you know, work with Katie, take out a returning player. Um, Like, I think Dale said, he was like, Aliza would never have gone to the Final Four with him, Jackson, and Matthew. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, taking that situation out of the game kind of makes sense. And... He still has that connection with Megan. I think it's just like 
as I feel like we pick a couple people each week where it's like we have a big question mark next to them. Uh-huh. So I think because of his decision to blindside Eliza and also blindside Matthew, I'm intrigued about what the other side, the other um, original Tokido- Tokidoki members are going to think about that and where that may hurt him. So I feel like maybe I'm leaning more towards his game. Um, maybe took more of a hit from this move. But it's like, again, I have a question mark there. It's like, it could go either way. Like, he could be able to recover from this well, or it could take a hit. But I had to put him at number four, I guess, for that reason. Yeah, I think I put him higher just because I think that... Going back to your point, I don't think Aliza was ever going to work with him. Mm-hmm. And she is definitely a power player. And yep. I think um, I like the I'm going to get you before you get me thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that really was what was on Jackson's mind was kind of saying like, hey, you were going to come for me eventually. And so I'm never I'm not going to ever give you the opportunity to do that. Yeah, um, I don't. I think him having sort of, you know, obviously the Jackson and Megan thing, I think looms large over these last several episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think him having that is good for him. Uh, and I think getting Aliza out again limits everybody else's options because now both Matthew and Jack are definitely very hamstrung in where they can go moving forward right. because two returners is not the same as three returners. Mm-hmm. You know, three returners you can build a coalition around or whatever, but two is not, there's just nothing there. And I think, you know, listening to Camila on the Keep Your Torchlet podcast, podcast last week talking about how getting rid of Ben was a mistake, I think mm-hmm. is definitely coming home to roost for Jack now. Um, two episodes after losing an option and losing an option, I think now, you know, cause Jack had, you know, he was spoiled for choice then. So he could cut off Ben and say, ah, whatever. I've got all this other stuff going on. And now Camila and Aliza later, it's like, Oh, it would be really nice to still have Ben in the game to right. at least have somebody in there. That's interested in working with me that I know are interested in, is interested in working with me. Mm-hmm. So um, for that reason, I put Jackson a little bit higher because I do think that he's still in a really good spot. I don't know that even if they come after power, I don't know that he'll be the merge boot because I don't think those three Tokidoki ladies um, would really be that interested in going after Jackson all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So that was why I bumped him a little higher. But again, it's interesting to see. Yeah. I'm excited. Same. So, uh, number three, who did you have? I had Dale. As did I. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I kind of... I, I knew when I was going to rank my five that Dale and Jackson would be, like, next week or somewhere mm-hmm. in the list. So, I just put him one spot higher. They could have been interchanged, I feel like. Um, you know, again, he's kind of been a similar position with Jackson now, like he, you know, took out Aliza in some aspects was a good move. Um, 
you know, like, like you said, get her before she gets me. Um, mm-hmm. He has the idol. So I think that's probably why I put him above Jackson. Um, he has that connection to Shannon still, which I think I is also why I put him mm-hmm. a little, you know, above Jackson as well, because I feel like I just saw Shannon's connections kind of like, um, you know, more pronounced in this episode. So I was like, okay, if Dale sticks with her, he could be okay for that reason. Um, but yeah, I think he's an, again, like I kind of said with Jackson, it's like, it'll be interesting to see where his game goes from here. Like, is Matthew completely done with them? Like, would he be able to build something there or, um, you know, and they have Dale and Jackson have Katie now, which is good. I mean, that's a, that's a, a a three and a, Uh what are we at? 10 left. Yeah. So, you know, they just need to, if they could pull in a couple people, you know, that would be good. So it's, you know, same situation as Jackson kind of just, you know, Dale question mark, like how does he recover from this vote? How does he, you know, make his target go down? And I think a couple people mentioned like, he's going to be like a strong challenge threat. Um, but again, he has that idol. So hopefully if he gets wind of something, I don't want to see another person go home with an idol in their pocket. So hopefully he would be the one to play it. Um, side note, <laughs> the whole white castle thing. Oh my gosh. What is with Survivor Michigan people and like burgers? We that was my immediate thought as well. Aaron cooking the 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 very um, rare burgers last season, which didn't go over well. Now Dale's taking his entire tribe to White Castle. Personally, I've never been there. I'm also a vegetarian now, so I don't. Unless they have a veggie burger, I don't think I'd ever need to eat there. But I just. I thought that was so funny and the fact that it, it sounded like no one really enjoyed, enjoyed themselves no. there. Um, I don't know how we haven't seen like a Dale and Tokidoki go to White Castle movie poster. <laughs> exactly. Somebody's got to Photoshop yet. that. So if that's not a thing yet, um, hopefully that becomes something. But I just thought that was a really funny. It was kind of like Dale the dad just like taking his kids <laughs> to, you know, to get some fast food or whatever. That is so definitely how it, it felt. I think maybe the reason I ranked Dale under Jackson is because White Castle sucks <laughs> so bad <laughs> that like literally watching it, I and I know this sounds like totally insane, but literally watching it, I was thinking like if somebody tried to take me to White Castle like that, I would be so mad. Like I would be inclined to vote them out if they were like, oh my God, White Castle is so good. Like, no, it's not. It's not good. Like, I don't. uh, So (laughs) maybe that, you know, because, again, I did the same thing you did where I was like, Jackson and Dale are kind. They're very much in this together at Mm -hmm. this point. Very much kind of one in the same. Yeah, that really might be the reason I bumped him lower because he does have that idol, which I like um, held on to it this week. So obviously he was feeling pretty confident that it was going to go his way one way or the other, which I think is good. He had a good pulse on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that Dale moving forward, he's not as dynamic as Jackson. I mean, you see Jackson, he's got the personality, and he's such a smooth talker, and he's mm-hmm. flashing the baby blues everywhere. And you don't see that as much with Dale, um, which I think cuts both ways. I think is a bad thing in that I think Jackson is the better smooth talker. So I, I think Dale has to at some point reckon with the, can I beat Jackson thing? Right. 
Uh, not now. I think he's right to not be thinking about it now, but at some point he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it cuts the other way, though, because he's not as much of a visible threat as Jackson is because you don't look at him and think, oh, man, I'm never going to be able to beat Dale at a final tribal council. Yeah, that's really, so, yeah. It, you know, I, I think that's why, maybe that's why three is the perfect spot is because I think he just, it cuts both ways. So it's one, mm-hmm. it, it's it's good or it's bad or I, I don't know. I don't even necessarily know what the comparison is quite yet, but maybe it's like Denise and Malcolm. Maybe Jackson is like Malcolm and Dale is like his Denise. Mm. So good, um, I like that. Maybe, but I'm I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. Because again, going back to the Katie thing, I mean, that is exactly kind of a Malcolm and Denise thing of what happened in Philippines, where um, Lisa goes to Penner and Carter and is like, hey, let's go to the final four. And Penner's like, eh, I don't know. And then they go, I didn't try the Penner voice. But um, <laughs> and then they go to Malcolm and Denise and Malcolm and Denise are like, heck yeah. And then that's what becomes the final four. Mm, yeah, so that's a good point. Maybe Dale as Denise. I don't know. But uh, I'm keeping my eye on him also. I've got, I need extra eyes to keep on everybody this week. <laughs> and I really hope he didn't take his now wife. Um, I hope their first date wasn't at White Castle. Oh, me too. But hopefully we can, when very, very far into the future of the season when dale's finally on the podcast hopefully yeah putting it on our list of questions for mrs dale (laughs) um yeah absolutely so um in your number one spot you had megan me too yeah i um once again well first of all i was very offended by all the people that were um talking crap about her smile because we know that we're a big fan of of that already but yeah. um, I thought that was interesting and I think it's it's kind of the first time we've also kind of heard some doubts about Megan so I'm, now I'm like I'm like zeroed in on the edit even though I've been wrong like the whole season I'm like <laughs> uh-oh I'm like what does this mean um but beyond that I feel like again she's still in a really good spot I mm-hmm. think her take on the returners, like she's telling Shannon about Eliza, Matthew, and Jack being closer than they're letting on. Like, again, I feel like maybe not fully, but she, I think she definitely had a part to play in casting more doubt on the returning players. Mm-hmm. And I like, I wish I would have remembered the line, but she said something about, I think she had initially kind of been wanting to target Matthew. But she was like, I need these other returners gone. So Jack like shifts all of his focus to me. She was mm-hmm. like, I need Jack working for me. I think that was the line. And I was like, that is perfect. Like, I just love the, like all the last couple of weeks for Megan. It's just been, I don't want to say unexpected, but it was kind of like, I know we've said this before, like the first couple of weeks we were like, okay, we really like Megan, but where's yeah. like Megan the player? And mm-hmm. of course, you know what last episode or two episodes ago, Megan the player showed up and we got you know exactly what we wished for which was great so um it's just it's really intriguing watching her play and 
um, this, just the level of strategy from her has just been awesome. And, uh, you know, she's meeting with Shannon, she's meeting, forget if she, I guess she met with Ivy, um, maybe cat too. I forget if they showed that, but you know, she's trying to build some connections over there. Yeah. That maybe there's a little bit of doubt from Nate and Ivy specifically, but I don't think anyone's necessarily pinning her as a big threat. And I mm-hmm. think there's still like bigger fish to fry in other people's eyes where Megan could easily slip through another few rounds without people even, you know, noticing. So I think she's in a great spot. I was happy to put her at number one. I totally agree. I think this is the third week in a row where the boot has been the best for Megan. Mm. Um, And I'm not saying she's like puppet mastering or masterminding all of that, but it is the third week in a row where somebody that I don't know that she was ever going to have a relationship with long-term is gone. Right. And so it's, you know, there's kind of two ways to go about it. Either, you know, you make relationships with everybody in the game or everybody you don't have a relationship with just gets voted out. And that's Mm -hmm. what's happening to Megan right now is everybody she doesn't have a relationship with is getting voted out. Um, So, again, I think she's in a great spot. I think she's a good player. I think that this move does exactly what she said it was going to do, which is bring Jack closer to her. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and eliminate his options while and also he does the same thing for Jackson I think is brings yes. him closer to her in a yep. merge situation and so it's like once again everything's coming up Megan mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that's gonna last forever um, but I am excited while it does that's for sure so and while it does she's gonna keep Riding the top of my list. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm I'm really excited to see, as we say every week, where her game goes from here. But I think she's in a great spot, like we said. And um, yeah, can't wait to see. I'm hoping. I feel like the number one spots have been a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know they've been kind of cursed this season. But I'm hoping that uh, that that ends this week, moving forward for a while. So yeah, can't wait to see what happens. I agree. All right, let's get to the returning players. Um, scant as this list is becoming. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. It's very weird only having two to rank. Um, so I'll be interested to see what you ended up doing with the two returners. But who did you have at number two? I had Matthew in the number two spot. I did as well. Okay. So we were sort of on the same page there. Um this was just a disastrous week for Matthew's game. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, basically the worst outcome that could happen for him outside of getting voted out, I think, is losing Aliza um, because it, it, ju- it harms him in a number of ways. A, his relationship with Jackson and Dale is definitely going to be hurt, if not fractured, if not totally irreparable. Mm-hmm. Um, Aliza is somebody who was a good meat shield for the returner because she's so social um, that that is there. And then, you know, what relationship does he have with the Shannon cat Ivy side of his original tribe? Mm-hmm. What relationship does he have with Jack? That is that playable for him? Um, I just think this, 
like we said at the top, I don't think that Matthew and Aliza played this week correctly. Right. And I think it leaves him in just such a vulnerable position that he could easily, easily go in that kind of um, big threat merge boot spot where we saw that happen on Survivor quite a bit for a while, where it was like the big guy goes home in 10th at the merge boot spot, whatever. Mm. Um, I think he's very vulnerable right now. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Like you said, like we said at the beginning, you know, I, I, I feel like um, he and Aliza underestimated Dale and Jackson and even Katie. And I think, um, you know, like we said before, there's only five people in this tribe. Like there's not, not a lot of room for error. And I think, as we said before, like they should have just agreed with what Katie was saying and then taken some time to really think about what they need to do and how to make sure, you know, if they truly wanted Katie to go to, to make that happen. And I think um, they didn't play the week, you know, in the best way. And I think, um, yeah, like, like you said, like, you know, I wrote down hell hath no fury, like a lion scorn. So I'll be very interested to see, what Matthew does. Like, I think he is the player that could recover from a situation like this. If he, Mm -hmm. if he plays it the right way. Um, So, you know, we saw him meeting with Shannon in the scenes for the next episode. And, you know, she has some connections, maybe a little bit stronger, you know, to Ivy and cat and whatnot that he might not have. So, um, and then obviously there is still Jack. So it's like, you know, they're going to, be together still and try to make something mm-hmm. happen so it really like like you were saying before like with this merge it's like even with our rankings it's like just because we have megan and shannon higher or whoever like uh-huh. the merge episode is going to be really like where the power really comes into play and who actually has it and which alliances have it and which connections have it so if matthew finds himself on the right side of that i think he could recover and and go a little bit deeper or it could be the flip side where if he just can't get his footing with with the players left over and you know a big enough alliance forms that he's not a part of you know unfortunately hopefully not but we might see him you know like you said get taken out early merge which would really stink i think it's important to note too that this is now uncharted territory for matthew Mm-hmm. so basically everything we've seen him do so far we saw him do in season one you know he he played on a pretty winning tribe he played with a big majority alliance he was in a good spot so on and so forth we've seen all of that before and then there was a swap <laughs> and he got voted out and this time instead of getting voted out he survives right and so now it's almost sort of like we've entered the alternate reality season one Mm -hmm. where it's like what happens if Matthew doesn't get voted out there in season one and he goes into the merge and has to recover and has to put back together an alliance and so on and so forth yeah you know like what if it's Mitch instead of Matthew in season one Mm -hmm. and Matthew survives and Mitch doesn't you know what happens there and I think now we get to kind of find out and I think that's really exciting is to see Matthew in a space we've never seen him before playing from behind and, you know, really going to get a chance to earn that um, reputation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that that correlation. It's like, you know, 
like you said, it's like just picking up where his season one game left off. So it's like, yeah, we, yeah, we've not seen Matthew and emerge. We have no idea what he's capable of there. Um, and I think that, you know, losing Aliza, I think it's now given him like that fuel and that fire. Not that the, he didn't have it before, but I think it's now it's like, okay, I got to turn things up here, you know, going into the merge for the first time. Um, just lost a big ally of mine. Plus two of my allies turned their back on me. Like I really need to play the game even harder than I was. So yeah, I'm excited to see um, what he does with that for sure. I'm excited. So that leaves us in number one with Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I think between the two of them, Jack's in a little bit of a better position. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, first of all, the whole situation with like the tribe was supposed to throw the challenge. Oh, I'm so and glad then, we're talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, and it's funny, I almost put Nate on the list because he unknowingly, not, I mean, I don't think he was going to go, but he kind of unknowingly saved Jack, right? Yeah. Um, so I thought, and Jack wasn't even present at the challenge, which I thought was also like, I was like, oh gosh, what a way to go out for him. Like, yes. the, the whole tribe throws the challenge. He's not even there to help win and then goes out, you know, but obviously that's not what happened. So thank you to whoever ended up putting Nate on the puzzle. <laughs> yes. Um, for Jack, at least. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, with Aliza out of the game, that obviously hurts him in a way. But I think him and Matthew will obviously get closer. And then again, um, it's almost kind of like it, the tides might sort of turn where um, Megan sort of becomes, I don't want to say like protecting Jack. I mean, kind of like, I feel like we know Megan controls a lot of things that happens in these games now or in the rounds. So it's like, I feel like with Jack, being connected to Megan and then Megan is connected to Jackson and Dale kind of, I don't know. I think Jack's just in a slightly better spot than Matthew. Um, And, you know, he's met with Shannon this week. And I think hopefully with the win, the unintended win of the challenge, you know, maybe that tribe and especially him, you know, he's been able to make some connections with some of the newer people over there. So I think if I was just like betting, where the him and Matthew are right now, I think Jack's just in a little bit of a better spot. So that's why I had him at number one. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm glad we did shout out Nate, though, because even though he mm-hmm. didn't make my top five, um, that Spencer Bledsoe-esque performance on the slider puzzle, mm-hmm. just getting in there and boom, 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 was exceptional. Yes. I, was, I was really, really impressed with that. And I really am like, I, keep, I think I keep wanting Nate to get in there and really, like, get into a good spot. Mm-hmm. So then I, I really did almost put him in that five spot instead of Katie because Katie was so woefully bad on that slider puzzle. But <laughs> I was like, Katie, you threw this whole week into chaos. You had a huge lead. But, um, no, so I'm excited to see if Nate can 
come on, Nate, go, go, go. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, go, Nate. But um, no, back to Jack. I, I totally agree. Um, I think he's in a little bit better spot because I think his relationships are a little bit better and his threat mm-hmm. level is a little bit lower. Yeah. But I don't think either of these guys are in a very good spot right now, I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it could easily be either of them going forward. And... um. I'm worried about that. This would be so strange if we had four returners and they were all gone, you know, before even like the final six or so. Right. um, Would be very, but then again, I guess that's sort of what happened in edge of extinction. I was just about, I was just thinking about that. I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They were all gone. Cause what two were gone. Was it two were gone before the merge? Yeah. And then, yeah, no, I was thinking the same exact thing. You're right. So maybe maybe that is a fulfillment of prophecy from mm-hmm. years before the Edge of Extinction ever happened. Right, <laughs> but right. I, um, yeah, I, I think with Jack, the whole question is going to be, do people, are, gonna, are people going to want to play with him? Because we know he has the social game. We know he has the strategic acumen. He's got all of that. He's got all mm-hmm. the parts. But sometimes you just get shut out and nobody wants to play with you. And so that's the thing that Jack is going to have to really work. Some of these people um, going to have to, you know, he's got Matthew and Megan right now. Right. Um, so he's got two people that he knows will work with him. He's got to turn that two into six somehow, you know, or that three, excuse me, because him and Matthew and Megan make three. He's got to somehow turn that three into six. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see him try for sure. Cause I think he's, He's the kind of player who can do it for sure. Will he and will they will they let him in is the real question. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, and I think that whoever, it, if unfortunately one of the, you know, it doesn't even, saying one of the returners now, there's only two. So like if <laughs> yeah. Jack or Matthew, uh, if one of them go like at the at the first merge vote, I feel like the one that's left would probably be able to get kind of far Mm -hmm. because you would hope by then, you know, there's bigger targets out there. And, and I was kind of looking at it. um, Yeah, I think, and and I think Jack's connection to Megan definitely helps. And I think I could see, you know, she kind of mentioned it in this episode where like, take out a or Matthew. So Jack, you know, works Mm -hmm. for me, you know, fully, but um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree that they're both, in danger and i think jack's just slightly in a better position above matthew um yeah this merge episode is just going to be i think it's going to it's going to be very telling like we said before like whoever ends up getting the power although again every episode has just been insane so it's like one alliance could form and then the next week it could be something different but i think the first merge vote is going to be really telling as to like who takes the reins of the power at least that week um so yeah it's who knows i who even knew we would get to this point who knew who we've who's gone already and you know the whole thing that's so great about this season is you know we lost we've lost two returners already the other two are vulnerable and yet we're still looking at such a great season because this cast is so good 
mm-hmm. and there's so many interesting personalities and dynamics on this cast that I feel like, yeah, I obviously don't want to lose either of our returners because I love both of them. Yeah. But even if we were to lose one, it's like we'd still have so many great players, strong players, strong mm-hmm. personalities that, you know, I think we're in a really great spot as viewers and as fans to just see where this one shakes out. Yeah. That's a good point. Right. It's like, like you said, we lost a lot of good people, but there's a lot of good people still in. So it's like, it's really tough to see someone, you know, who we're rooting for or who we like go, but then there's still so many left in the game to root for. Um, So yeah, kudos to the casting team. They picked a really good group. Totally agree. So uh, here we are again, another week of Survivor Michigan Power Ranked, another set of big questions that we have to ask going Mm -hmm. forward. I'm excited to see where this goes, and uh, we will be back with you next week, Power Ranking Anything and Everything Survivor Michigan. As always, I'm Paul. I'm here with Joe, and we will see you then. Have a good one, everyone.